I would like to welcome you to the workshop series titled The Dangers of Co-Signing. The presenter, Tom Copeland, is a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ who has been called to teach God's Word on Finances since 1982. Tom has helped thousands of people learn and apply God's financial principles. Tom is the founder and president of Copeland Financial Ministries, and his financial moments are aired on numerous radio and TV stations. Now, here's Tom teaching the dangers of co-signing. I'd like to welcome you to the first of two sessions on the topic called the dangers of co-signing. This is the first of two uh, sessions on this. If you um, haven't seen the other session, you can always get it on our website, copelandfinancialministries.org. So the objective of this session, and the next one as well, is to teach the biblical financial principles that apply to co-signing. I've been in public accounting since 1977. I've been giving teaching God's Word on finances since 1982. And I can say this, most Christians are totally unaware that God's Word, the Bible, has specific scriptures that apply to co-signing. Most people just have no idea. Although it is certainly not a law, and it's not a legalism either as well, the Bible does warn that it's dangerous to co-sign for someone else's debt. Again, this is a biblical principle, it's not a law, but it does indicate it's dangerous to co-sign for someone else's debt. For example, what do these scriptures say to you about co-signing? Proverbs 11.15 says, It is a dangerous thing to guarantee payment for someone else's debts. Don't do it. And in Proverbs 22.25 and 26 it says, Don't guarantee to pay someone else's debt. If you don't have the money, you might lose your bed. In other words, you could lose something that's very important to you. You could lose some of your savings that you've built up. You could lose part of your retirement fund. And in some extreme cases, some people have lost their automobile because they had a debt they had to pay or... And even in other cases, some people have lost their house. I've seen that a number of times. In Proverbs 17, 18, it's rather strong, but it's, this is what the CEV version says. It's stupid to guarantee someone else's loan. It's not saying the people are stupid. They're saying it's, 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 a, it's a really bad thing to do. It's not a good thing to do. It's a dangerous thing to do. Now, see, you'll see in a minute there's a couple of ex exemptions, all exceptions, I, I think, where it's applicable. I'll mention in this session and in session two. But most of the time, when people co-sign on someone else's debt, it's generally not a good thing. And most of the time, by the way, statistically, 70, 80% of us, 70 to 80% of the time, the co-signer has to pay the debt. Uh, to give you some other scriptures, the NIV version uses the term strikes hands and pledge. What that means to strikes hands and pledge, that means you're, you're shaking hands, confirming that you're responsible for someone else's financial obligation. Remember back in those days, they didn't have long uh, written agreements like we do. A handshake was enough. And Proverbs 11:15 says, He who puts up security for another will surely suffer, but whoever refuses to strike hands and pledge, that is, whoever refuses to co-sign, is safe. In Proverbs 22:26, Do not be a man who strikes hands and pledge, in other words, don't co-sign, or puts up security for debts if you lack the means to pay, your very bed may be snatched out from under you. And Proverbs 17, 18 in the NIV version says, A man lacking in judgment strikes hands in pledge and puts up security for his neighbor. Question, can you think of some common cases where people have co-signed? Think about that for a minute. Some common cases where people have co-signed. I'm going to give you the most common ones uh, in this session, about five of them. But in the next session, session two, I'm going to go into more detail, tell many real-life stories and give you about... 11 or 12 uh, situations, uh, different situations where people have co-signed. So here's what I have for this one. 
The first is mom and dad co-sign on a mortgage for their son or their daughter. And we're going to be talking about that in more detail in the case study called uh, Bill and Gail Smith, which will uh, come up. I'll present that in a few minutes. Secondly, I've seen many examples where one relative co-signs on a car loan for another relative. The borrower misses some loan payments, and, and so often the co-signer is not even aware. And then eventually the co-signer gets a demand letter from the bank, and the co-signer has to pay. Further, the, uh, the co-signer, and this is a real big surprise to co-signers, they can have develop a bad credit rating, not because they goofed up on their loan, but because someone they co-signed for, they missed some low payments. And further, the co-signer, I've seen this many times, can have problems uh, when their mortgage comes due next time, and they got this um, bad credit rating because of the person that borrowed the money whom they co-signed for, which, remember, goes on your record, they may have trouble uh, getting their mortgage renewed. Another example is where a friend co-signs on a loan for another friend, and the co-signer has to pay, and of course the friendship is, uh, is soured. Actually, even relationships within families can be soured when, when the co-signer has to pay, because often the co-signer doesn't believe they should have to pay, and they shouldn't, because they didn't borrow the money. But because they legally co-signed on the loan, in the bank's view, you are one of the borrowers. And frankly, when they don't get paid after a few months, they're going to come after the co-signer because they lend the money because the co-signer is usually the one that has the better credit rating. Um, the, often, the banks are asking for a co-signer, uh, and they're not lending the money to the borrower on, the, on their own because they feel they're not credit worthy. Another real common example that I see in my accounting practice uh, very regularly is a business owner provides personal guarantees for the debt of his corporation. And often the banks will require these. I'll give some more detailed examples in the next session. But what, what can happen is if the company gets into financial difficulty, if they become insolvent and the bank takes over the company, appoints a receiver, liquidates the assets, um, and if there isn't enough assets there to pay the bank, they, if you've given a personal guarantee for corporate debt, they can come after you personally. They can take all your assets. They can even put you into personal bankruptcy. And, and I've seen many cases where people have not only lost their business, but they lost their home as well. And the stress it creates on a marriage relationship, if you're married, is phenomenal. And uh, sometimes they lose their marriage as well. Another example is father co-signs for his son or daughter with regard to an apartment rental agreement for post-secondary. This is one place where I believe the co-signing is appropriate because presumably dad is, is going to be taking on the financial obligation that he can afford. And secondly, um, mom and dad may very well be paying for the apartment anyhow as their kids go through post-secondary. So this is one where it can make sense. And again, in session two, I'll provide a lot more real-life examples. So here's a question. What should you do if you have co-signed already? What, sh what should you do if you've already co-signed? Here's the answer in Proverbs chapter 6. My child, suppose you agree to pay the debt of someone who cannot repay a loan. Then you are trapped by your own words, and you are now in the power of someone else. Here is what you should do. Go and beg for permission to call off the agreement. Save yourself just as a deer or bird tries to escape from the hunter. So the conclusion is God warns of the dangers of co-signing, and he recommends that you free yourself from the potential debt of any co-signing obligation. Remember again, this is a principle, it's not a law or a commandment from God, but God clearly warns of the dangers of co-signing and he recommends against it. The Passion Translation puts it uh, this way. My son, if you co-sign on a loan for an acquaintance and guaranteed his debt, you'll be sorry you ever did it. 
You'll be trapped by your promise and legally bound by your agreement. So listen carefully to my advice. Quickly get out of it if you possibly can. Swallow your pride, get over your embarrassment, and go tell your friend that you want your name off that contract. And that's Proverbs 6, 1 to 3, translation of Passion Translation Version. So here's our first case study. And the names, as usual, have been selected at random. Bill and Gail Smith were horrified when they read through the legal document that explained that the bank had just taken a major portion of their retirement fund. Without understanding the implications, Bill and Gail had co-signed for their son and daughter-in-law a few years earlier. After the son and his wife had missed several mortgage payments, the bank lost patience, legally demanded the loan, and unilaterally used the co-signer's money to pay it off. In other words, they grabbed mom and dad's money and used it to pay off the loan that the son and daughter-in-law had taken on. And the reason that all happened, because the son and daughter-in-law had not made their loan payments as they had uh, agreed to and, and certainly would be responsible to do. As well as losing a lot of money, mom and dad lost the good relationship they had with their son and daughter-in-law, who felt guilty because of what had happened. Invitations for dinner were turned down, and both parties found it awkward at best when they got together. Co-signing had put a significant strain on the relationship. So not only can you lose a lot of money, you can actually lose a good relationship that you have with a family member or a friend, whoever you co-sign for. Uh, obviously, that this occurs when, when things go sour, and most of the times they do. So here's the question. Did Bill and Gail violate any biblical financial principles in co-signing? Think about it. Did they violate a biblical financial principles? And if you can, provide an explanation and a reference to Scripture. Here's what I had. Yes, God's Word clearly warns about the dangers of co-signing. Proverbs 11.15 says, It's a dangerous thing to guarantee payment for someone else's debts. Don't do it. And Proverbs 22, 25, and 26 says, don't guarantee to pay someone else's debts. If you don't have the money, you might lose your bed. Well, mom and dad didn't lose their bed, but they lost a big chunk of their retirement fund, which is sort of the same kind of thing. In other words, they lost something that was very important to him, important to them. Again, this is a principle. It's not a law. It's not a sin to co-sign, but God warns of the dangers of co-signing. So now if someone requests, um, with, now that you understand some of the biblical principles on co-signing, if someone requests that you co-sign on a loan, how would you now handle it? Think about that. How would you now handle it? Here's what I would recommend and here's what I do. Generally adopt a policy of never co-signing on any loans because God warns of the dangers of co-signing and God discourages co-signing. However, when it is a genuine need and if you feel led by the Lord, it's best to give or lend your own money and expect nothing in return, as Jesus talked about in Luke chapter 6. If you do that, then the relationship should remain intact, even if you don't get repaid. According to Proverbs 6, what should you do if you've already uh, co-signed on a loan? Here's another version. My son, suppose you agree to pay the debt of someone who cannot repay a loan, then you are trapped by your words, and you are now in the power of someone else. Here's what you should do. Go and beg for permission to call off the agreement. Save yourself just as a deer or bird tries to escape from the hunter. In other words, you should try to free yourself from the co-signed obligation as soon as practical. Here's a question. What are some practical ways to free yourself from the financial obligations of a co-signed loan? When you've co-signed someone's loan, what are some practical ways to, to free yourself from that? Here's some ideas I'd like to give you. First, pray. What's the first thing we always do? Pray. And ask God for his wisdom in James 1.5. Some situations may require a miracle from the Lord in order to free yourself from the obligation. 
I would suggest a, another thing. This is a very pragmatic one. Find another bank that would lend the money to the borrower with no cosigner. Uh, if you can find another bank that will lend the money to the borrower with no cosigner, then you can take those funds from the second bank and use it to pay off the first bank so you're no longer under any cosigned obligation. And in this process, you want to claim Proverbs 21.1, the heart of the king, the heart of anyone is in the Lord's hands, and the Lord directs like a watercourse wherever he pleases. In other words, pray that God will move in the hearts and minds of the bankers to either release you from the cosigned obligation or to enable you to find another bank that will lend the money to the borrower. And certainly at number three, which is a very important one, encourage and assist the borrower in managing money according to biblical principles. And if you do that, and if they'll follow the biblical principles, the, uh, the chances of them defaulting goes way, way down. Most people default on a loan and get into financial difficulty because they have violated biblical financial principles. I'd say another thing. When you're co-signing, you're actually presuming on the future. A lot of people don't know that. And James chapter 4 warns against presuming on the future. Here's what it says. Now listen, you who say, today or tomorrow, we will go to this or that city, spend a year there, carry on business and make money. Why you do not even know what will happen tomorrow? We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Instead, you ought to say, if it is the Lord's will, we will live and do this or that. One thing I'd encourage you to do is watch my eight one-half-hour videos. On, it's an advanced series called Discerning God's Will. It's available from our website, copelandfinancialministries.org. And it can enable you to discern exactly what God wants you to do when you're faced with a, a, a key financial decision and you're not sure what to do. And this can apply also... If someone has asked you to co-sign on a loan, and generally someone asking you is usually a, a relative or a close friend. It's not the stranger on the seat, the stranger on the street. If he asks you, you're going to say no. But it, it can be hard to say no to co-signing. Generally speaking, it's what God wants you to do. Here's a good question: What are some of the appropriate steps and questions that an individual should complete before co-signing? So, if, if just to prepare you, if you've never co-signed, that's fine. But these are some questions you should consider uh, if someone does ask you to co-sign. So, so think about it. Here's, I got a number of questions here uh, that you should think about. Number one, find out what is the borrower's history with respect to managing money. As Jesus talked about in Luke chapter 16, whoever can be trusted with very little can also be trusted with much, but whoever is unrighteous with very little will also be unrighteous with much. So if this individual, it could be your son, your daughter, your brother, your sister, could be your parents, could be a close friend. If this individual has historically shown that they're not managing money according to biblical principles. They're not managing money well, and they've been spending more than they're making and accumulating debt. The last thing you want to do is co-sign because the odds are very high you're going to have to end up paying the debt. And also look at their lifestyle. Um, do, they, do they tend to spend money on needs, or do they buy a lot of wants and desires? In Matthew chapter 6, Jesus said, So do not worry, saying, What shall we eat, what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you. In other words, Christ is saying, put me first, and I'll meet your needs. But he doesn't say he'll meet our wants and desires. Thirdly, are, are this, this individual that you're thinking of co-signing for, that they've asked you to co-sign, are they content to live within the income that God has provided to them? And one way to tell that is get a list of their debts. Ask them to provide with a list of their debts, a list of their assets. If the debts exceed the assets... It means they've been living beyond their means. They've been accumulating debt. Number four, has the borrower developed a plan? In Luke chapter 14, Christ admonished us to plan ahead. Have they developed a plan that is a budget to make sure that they can afford the loan payments? Uh, sometimes banks will turn down a borrower because they've looked at their cash flow and figure they can't afford it. 
So you need to look at that as well. And if you don't think they can afford it, you shouldn't be co-signing on that loan. And you should actually review their budget beforehand. Number five, and with respect to this specific potential purchase for which they're asking you to co-sign, is it really a need or something they just want? Philippians chapter 4, verse 19, Paul said, And my God will meet all your needs according to his glorious riches in Christ Jesus. God's promised to meet our needs, but not necessarily our wants and desires. For example, a lady called me the other day. It was pretty, she sort of concluded what she should do, but she just wanted my affirmation. She said, my, my son wants to buy this expensive sports car. Do you, do you think I should co-sign on the loan? The bank wants a co-signer. And I said, no. For one thing, it's a want and desire. It's not a need. Uh, if he really, really needs a car and he's got no money and he's got no credit rating, maybe you could co-sign on a $5,000 loan or a $10,000 loan to buy a used car, a good used car, but certainly don't do it on a, and don't co-sign on a loan to help somebody buy something they really don't need. Number six, does this individual or couple understand that it is his or her responsibility to repay the loan? In other words, it's really their responsibility. And, and uh, their responsibility to make the payments on time, even if you co-sign. Sometimes when people get a co-signer, they, they sort of figure, hey, this is a co-signer's responsibility. I'm not going to worry about it. Well, that's not the way it should be. Number seven, have they, that's the borrowers, prayed and waited upon the Lord to provide the cash. Isaiah 64, 4 says, God acts on behalf of those who wait for him. And often people are not, they're running out and they wanted to buy things and usually wanting to use debt. And if they can't get approved on the loan, they need a cosigner. It usually means they're, they're likely committing themselves to a loan that they really cannot afford. And they probably haven't prayed and waited upon the Lord to see what he would provide. Number eight, have they given God a chance to provide it at a lower cost or perhaps another alternative? Psalms 37.7 says, rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Number nine, has the potential borrower considered that maybe God does not want them to have it? Jesus said, if anyone would come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross and follow me, Matthew 16.24. So they need to consider that. And if they're not thinking of these things, you need to point out these biblical financial principles. Number 10, has this individual or their spouse, if, if they're married, sincerely prayed for God's direction, are they asking God for direction, and do both the husband and wife, if they're married, have God's peace that God wants them to borrow the money and purchase the related item. These are steps that any individual or couple should go through before they even consider borrowing and buying something. And if they haven't done that, most of the time, a lot of time people haven't, you should instruct them to do these kinds of things. And of course, the uh, number 11, the individual's borrowing money must discern God's specific will before they make the purchase, uh, not afterwards, and uh, before asking for a cosigner. And the potential cosigner should uh, ask them all of these above questions that, I, that I've suggested. Number 12, most importantly, have you, that's the potential cosigner, spent sufficient time with the Lord in prayer seeking God's will to discern if God wants you to cosign on this loan? I mean, you may feel um, because you love your son, you love your daughter, you love your sibling, it could be your parents or whoever, um, that's fine, but as Jesus said, Luke 22, 42, not my will, but yours be done. He said that to the Father. We need to do God's will, not what someone else is trying to pressure you into do. Number 13, do not assume the borrower will pay the debt and everything will be just fine. Lots of cosigners assume that. Um, if you cannot afford to pay the loan, if the cosigner defaults, it's best not to cosign. If, if, you're, if this person's going to borrow $20,000 to buy whatever, if you can't afford to come up with that money quickly, uh, if need be, and pay it off without hurting your financial plan and your 
of financial needs and those of your family, then you shouldn't co-sign. So for further details for both the borrower and the co-signer, I'd encourage you to go to our website, copelandfinancialministries.org, and watch those eight one-half-hour videos titled Discerning God's Will. That'll help you discern more exactly. And also be sure to watch session two on this series uh, called um, The Dangers of Co-Signing. And I would say this, it's at the planning stage that God will frequently direct us. If we take the time to pray and discern His, His will, Proverbs 16.3 states, Commit to the Lord whatever you do and your plans will succeed. If we commit to God what we're going to do, our plans will succeed. So here's some other implications of co-signing loans. Statistics indicate most of the time the co-signer has to pay the debt, not the borrower. It's like 70 to 80% of the time. To me, this is no surprise because the bank's requiring the co-signer as they've assessed the borrower as being not creditworthy. They don't think the borrower is going to pay it to them. If they think the borrower has the ability and will pay them back, they generally do not ask for a co-signer. Further, when you co-sign on a loan for someone else, uh, the financial institutions will include that in your debt calculation, and as a result, you as the co-signer may have problems obtaining financing that you otherwise uh, need and would have otherwise received. You need to determine those implications before you co-sign. Uh, I've seen that many times. Uh, parents sign on behalf of, of, a, of a child. It raises their debt-to-equity ratio. When they go to renew their mortgage or they go to borrow to buy something for them, that gets factored in and they, they may not be able to borrow as much as they, as they otherwise would have. So, um, and I've seen this when, a, when our sister uh, co-signed on behalf of her brother's loan and she went to get her house, buy a house for the first time and she thought she was going to be able to borrow so much money and buy a certain, a certain house. Uh, the bank told her, no, we won't lend you that much because you've already got this debt. And, she, and I've heard them say, well, the sister says, but that's not my debt, it's my brother's debt. No, they say, it's your debt. It's your debt as well. You co-signed on it. So they count it as your debt. So, uh, and the other thing is, what's worth, when the borrower defaults, which happens so often in, in, in a, in a co-sign situation, and the co-signer has to pay the loan, almost always the relationship, even if they're a close relative or close friend, almost always the relationship is soured. The co-signer is upset because they're forced to pay a debt that was not theirs, and the borrower is often embarrassed and feels awkward being around them. So here's my conclusion. Never co-sign on a loan unless you have the funds to pay for the debt and only after God has clearly directed you to do so. Psalms 32.8, God said, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you and watch over you. And also, never co-sign unless you prayerfully go through the 15 steps that I outlined in this session um, and before you make the decision. It's a good checklist that I've given these 15 steps for you and the borrower before you do co-signing. And as you can see, if everything falls into place, there may be cases where, where it is okay to co-sign, but I'd say most of the time it's best not to. Here's a, a high-level overview. Overall, the emphasis in Scripture is to have minimal debt, and when you co-sign, you could very well end up with more debt. Uh, and here's a summary of what the Bible says on debt and co-signing. The biblical perspective is to have minimal debt or no debt, and the Bible warns of the dangers of co-signing. It doesn't say you can't co-sign, but it warns of the dangers. The worldly perspective is to use debt freely, which results in lots of debt. And the world's perspective, certainly the banks, they, they encourage co-signing. And lots of people co-sign without fully understanding the ramifications of, of co-signing that loan. And certainly most of the time, people do not expect, the co-signers do not expect to have to pay, yet most of the time they do have to pay. Here's some key memory verses I'd include you to, uh, encourage you to meditate upon. 
Uh, you can even read them with me. Proverbs 11.15 says, It's a dangerous thing to guarantee payment for someone else's debts. Don't do it. And Proverbs chapter 6 says, My son, if you co-sign on a loan for an acquaintance and guarantee his debts, you'll be sorry you ever did it. You'll be trapped by your promise and legally bound by the agreement. So listen carefully to my advice. Quickly get out of it if you possibly can. Swallow your pride. Get over your embarrassment and go and tell your friend you want off that contract. I'd like to encourage you folks to follow up. Um, as James says, do not merely listen to the word and so deceive yourselves. Do what it says. To follow up not only with respect to the issue of co-signing, but also with respect to just learning more about what God's word says on finances. Uh, in that regard, I would encourage you to go to our website, copelandfinancialministries.org. There's numerous resources available there. Uh, Debt Reduction God's Way, uh, individual CD and DVD. Uh, God's Financial Wisdom for Business, it's a CD, Biblically Based Estate Planning, a CD. And here's what's interesting, the CDs and the DVDs are free. All you need to do is go on our website, order them. We do have to charge for shipping, so at least we're reimbursed for that, but they are free. This is a ministry. Um, financial Management God's Way is my in-depth biblical financial study where we've seen thousands of lives changed. It's, it's a place, it's the study where we see the most significant permanent change in the way people manage money. It's available on the website for free as an online interactive version, or you can join one of our Zoom small groups. Uh, that's free as well. And if you're interested, go to copelandfinancialministries.org. Uh, if you want a hard copy of the book, you do need to pay for that. But, um, and if, you're, if you need a PDF of the book and you're in financial difficulty, explain your situation, we'll give it to you for free. There's also financial coaching available through the ministry uh, by one of our volunteers. It's uh, at no charge, and if that's the case, if you're interested, send an email to me, tcopeland at zing-net.ca. That's tcopeland at zing-net.ca. If you'd like to be a volunteer for the ministry, send me an email. We, you can be a financial coach, lead a small group. Uh, we certainly appreciate your prayers. We appreciate your gifts to the ministry. It costs a lot of money to be on all the radio and TV stations I'm on. I don't get paid a dime, but we do have to fund those costs. Uh, you could join our Financial Moment email list just by registering the website. And you, Financial Moment's a one-minute summary of a biblical principle, and you get that about every week. You might want to develop and implement a budget. The Copeland Budgeting System is available from the website as a free download, and there's uh, 30 minutes of video that explain how to use it. And there's so many other resources. So again, if you go to copelandfinancialministries.org, you can access all of those resources. Let's close in prayer. Father, I just pray that you touch the hearts of everyone listening to this uh, show and that you would just um, help them to understand that co-signing is dangerous, that you discourage it, Lord. Yes, there are a few exceptions, which I'll explain more in session two. But Lord, generally speaking, you do not want people to co-sign. And I pray that you just guide and direct people um, to learn and apply these biblical principles with respect to co-signing and all of the other great principles, Lord, that you provide in your word with respect to managing money. Please guide and direct all of us, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. To learn more, go to copelandfinancialministries.org. For example, you can watch the two sessions on the topic, The Dangers of Co-Signing, or download a free copy of the Copeland Budgeting System, or sign up for the Financial Moments and access numerous other resources, the majority of which are free. Again, copelandfinancialministries.org, or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter under Bible Finance. To learn more, go to copelandfinancialministries.org. For example, you can watch the two sessions on the topic, The Dangers of Co-Signing, or download a free copy of the Copeland Budgeting System, 
or sign up for the Financial Moments and access numerous other resources, the majority of which are free. Again, copelandfinancialministries.org or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter under Bible Finance.